Welcome to the Church Digital Podcast. Through this podcast, we'll talk about the technological innovations within the church. But more than tech for tech itself, we'll address deeper questions. Is disciple making possible digitally? How should we approach the digital mission field? Can a biblically grounded church operate in digital space? Oh, and where does the metaverse fit into all this? Whether you're a big or small church, an established church or a startup church plant, the Church Digital's goal is to help churches like yours learn to be a multiplying church, digitally and physically. Our heart, that churches like yours would discover a newfound focus on disciple making that will revolutionize your church. And now, here's your host, Jeff Reed. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Church Digital Podcast, Twitch edition. Hey, we're in season four here of the Church Digital Podcast, diving into Jesus, gamers, and church. And so we're doing this podcast, but with season four here, we've been doing the podcast live on Twitch. It's Thursday. I don't even know what today is. The 23rd. 3 p.m. Eastern. And so we're hanging out on Twitch. We've got some people kind of hanging out on, on Twitch. And, and so we've been doing this season, I don't know, for a month or so, uh, digging in different conversations. Um, and it's we've had some Twitch streamers. We've talked esports. We've talked digital missionaries. Some really interesting topics, family streaming, uh, like some really interesting topics and talking about how God is moving uh, in uh, in gaming and, and what it looks like to, to be a church in these gaming communities. So you can go back and check out uh, the rest of season four, uh, if you're if you're watching online or on YouTube, the church.digital slash podcast uh, will get you to that. You can subscribe to the podcast or youtube.com, the church digital, of course. Uh, but then we are streaming this Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and, and so uh, if you're hanging out on Monday, listening to this on demand, it's like, oh, I like Twitch or, oh, I don't even know how to spell Twitch. Create an account, get a feel for what Twitch and some of the culture and community looks like here because it's it's a lot of fun and, and what you'll discover is that we the the uh, I'll, I'll call out the u.s church specifically on this one but probably the church in general we're not doing a really good job connecting with with gamers and, and nerds in this crowd and, and maybe we need to start to think outside the box and what ministry looks like and take some notes here um phantom uh methos a uh, twitch i think i've heard of that before that's awesome hey so listen i am really excited about today's conversation i i typically i'm, I'm a bleeding edge guy i like thinking outside of the box i i like doing something different i love change i'm the guy that's going to wash up on a deserted island with the machete and just start hacking away at palm trees paving the way um but when when I find somebody that's even more aggressive and more bleeding edge than I am, oh man, that's when it gets really fun. And so we're going to bring into the conversation uh, DJ Soto uh, from VR MMO Church and Pastor Coco as well. And so uh, Magic Magician behind the wall, bring him in. Hey, there you go. Coco, DJ. Hey, thanks for jumping on, on, on the podcast here into this conversation. Hey, thanks for having us. It's good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. So he, here's... Oh, listen, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this. And I was, was talking off air, uh, DJ, I, I don't think we've had a conversation in 22 and 23. Like I, it's been, yeah, it's been probably six months or so you and I are running in different directions yeah. all the time. Keep busy. And, uh, and Coco, I don't think we've touched base maybe in a year. I remember doing something with you with leadership network, uh, a while yeah. back, a, a panel, but I'm, I'm really it. looking forward to digging in here. Yeah. So here's what we're, we're going to talk about, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this to the audience as well as, as to the guests here. Um, I really want to focus on, on the idea of, of church in, in in some of these games. Like we've we've talked about doing church in Twitch, doing being a digital missionary using Twitch. We've brought Jade Earhart in. We've we've brought uh, Aki. Uh, we we've had conversations with with Mark about Lux Digital Church and, and Bubba from Love Thy, uh, Love Thy Nerd. And so we, we've talked very peripherally, if, if that's the right way to say that, about engaging within gaming culture. Uh, but what you guys are doing through VR MMO Church is, is more specifically doing church in these video games. Like Pastor Coco, you are uh, for, for um, um, I started to say Black Desert Online. I know it's Final Fantasy. And so like Final you're Fantasy. literally doing church inside final fantasy this is this is this is crazy like could could you just maybe open up here a, a little bit and tell us a little bit about what church looks like in the video game final fantasy 
Yeah. So it differs depending on what game you're in, because you don't want to just lift and shift, of course, uh, physical into digital space. You want to take advantage of what's going on in the space. So Final Fantasy 14 is the one that I'm in. It's an MMO. And um, we have every other Saturday a gathering at our FC house, our free company house, which is like your guild. Um and okay. we will just have a discussion. It's more of a discussion than it is like a sermon. Um, we can't do music in there, so there's no music, but we just have a discussion and um, go through the Bible really in depth, very in depth. We're going more so than what you would normally expect on a Sunday. And we're just digging into scripture, clicking hyperlinks to other, you know, Hyperlinks is a term from Bible Project, if you haven't heard of them. Um, sure. But um, and just digging into scripture and having discussions about it and asking challenging questions is like, how do we apply this to our lives and stuff? And we'll hang out um, as far as the community goes. We'll, um, we play together every Friday night and throughout the week, whenever any one of us is online, if we want to do content together, we play together. So it's kind of like doing our life together inside the game and on voice through discord. Cause we can't, there's no like in game voice. So we meet in discord through voice while we're playing in the game. So it depends on the game, how you can do that. But Sure. DJ, like what other, you know, so obviously we're we're in Final Fantasy. What other games are you, are you actively in? What games were you experimenting with? Like, give me some backstory and history here on on actually doing church inside these video games. Yeah, so um, you know what we're known for mainly is churches in virtual reality, and then uh, we've been church planning in MMOs as of recent. That's part of a new part of VR Church, and our name has kind of evolved unofficially. Uh, to VR MMO church. So we're planning churches in virtual reality experiences, uh, the metaverse, and we're also planning churches in massively multiplayer online experiences. And we're I'm particularly drawn to MMOs and Coco is, the team is, because there's some unique particularities when it comes to MMOs. So it's not that you couldn't maybe create a community around like Fortnite, but let's say uh, you're playing a quick Fortnite game, you jump in there with 100 players or so, and then, but that's just for 10 minutes and then you're out. Um, so there is a massively multiplayer element to that, but it's only for a very limited time. A lot of these MMOs, for people who don't know, because I get the question a lot, what is an MMO, um, are these um, experiences that are persistent, like the sun rises and sets, there's an economy, there's communities, there's clans, there's guilds, there's all these different characteristics. Um, and there's you know maybe debate about what is an MMO, what, what is not. But ultimately, one of the elements is that it always exists. It always is there. So uh, Pastor Coco was talking about the Guildhouse. So that's currently active online. It didn't go away like a Fortnite experience would. Um, that is currently there. Players could go actually walk up to the house, look at the um, the guest book, uh, read about what church is like, or, or, or sign it, at least. Um, I'm not sure if there's a descriptor there. I can't remember. Coco, you can uh, maybe uh, remind me about that. But, there's you know, because, a short description. Uh, yeah, short description. And you can walk through the house and kind of check things out, and um, that's where they gather for church, and it's really beautiful there. So um, really, VR, the metaverses, and MMOs have a lot of similarities. A lot of these MMOs, if they adopted VR, would be considered a metaverse um, to some degree. So there's a lot of similarities, and oftentimes the, these MMOs are mo more robust in community building than say the VR metaverses are. So anyways, that whole vibe or that whole realm of virtual reality, metaverse, persistent universes, that all is attractional to us as church planners, um, that what we do. So um, yeah, we're, we would love to be everywhere because we just have such a passion for it. It's just, you know, human power, you know, time, energy, and money to get into these spaces. Mm -hmm. But right now uh, we have churches in uh, the VR side, Rec Room, and VR chat, and those could be considered um, gamer churches, if you will. Uh, there's definitely game, gamer elements to that, to those things. Those on the VR side, um, and in the MMO side, we have churches in Final Fantasy XIV Online, which Pastor Coco leads, and as well as Rust, which is a very unique experience, survival, 
um, MMO type of uh, uh, of world where we build a church. It's a persistent sunrise and sunsets. There's an economy. It's kind of more of a, your gritty, maybe post-apocalyptic experience. But um, ultimately, like when you boil all this down, because I know I'm talking about all the the you know the platforms, but when you boil it down, is there's communities that exist online and very compelling, robust communities, and with deep relationships and deep connections. And those platforms that, for lack of better words, like are screaming, we build community here really well, we're attracted to go plant a church there. So Final Fantasy, um, I, I was a Warcraft player back in the day. By the way, I would love to do a church of Warcraft if we had time, energy, money, you know, all that <laughs> type of stuff. Uh, there's so many places we could go. You, you mentioned Black Desert Online. So you, you know about that. That's a big one as well. But I remember reading about an in-game wake for a... Uh, uh, a player that had passed away. And I saw this community just kind of like get together and come around this like tragic event, um, very symbolically in game with umbrellas walking um, in, a, in a line. And I was so captivated by the community elements of that. And I was like, oh, I think there, that'd be a perfect place to plant a church. Um, and and things with Rust were attractional to us as well. So uh, those are the, are, anyways, to Boil it down. Those are our four main experiences. We would love to be everywhere. The opportunity is ripe to go other places. So people are listening, and um, you know, you you got communities in Warcraft or uh, Black Desert Online. Man, it is just ripe for opportunities. So, anyways, I could go all day. I better stop uh, and let you ask questions because I could just keep going. Um, yeah, so good. I I do want to parallel. I, I want to talk about VR and and gaming and and how the, the similarities and differences because I'm I'm in the middle of some of those conversations e- even now trying to wrestle with that. But we'll we'll get there. Hold off on the VR stuff for 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 a little bit. Uh, Coco, talk to me a little bit. I mean, you're so you're 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 trying to launch these games in, where we're in games that are that are community centric. Uh, my my 14 year old daughter is obsessed with Final Fantasy, and so I understand the community that that that's surrounding that space. What does you know? And so you're talking about a, a Bible studies or, or or you know studying the Word and going going deep into that. Like how is how is the church really taking advantage of maybe some of the community features uh, within the within the game? Like are you? I, I love the idea. I forget what did you say? What was the phrase? Because it was it wasn't like copy and paste. When you were like, you don't want to just you do the physical thing. You can't lift thing. and shift. Is lift and shift. I've never heard that before. Oh, that's totally a good one. So much that. that. That is that's <laughs> lift and shift. You don't. You never want to lift and shift. shift. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so, like, drill in a little bit. Let's let's get dirty here. Maybe some practical stuff. Like, how how are you, the church, in Final Fantasy? So we have, we're using the tools that Final Fantasy provides. They provide a cross world link shell. Is what is there in-game chat that lets you um that's like set up specifically for a group so you can invite people to that chat channel and it goes across different world servers um so i'm in one on north america called siren and then i can talk to someone else on another server that is also in north america but um so we use that, and there's also the concept of the guild, the free company. So we have a few members who are active in our free company, but we're not limited to just our servers. So we have people that attend and hang out across multiple servers that that we can hang out together regardless of what server we're on. That's the way sure. Final Fantasy is set up. Um, and so we will do, use do that people, across... Let me, ask, let me ask this. Go ahead. Do people come to your guild like looking for MMO church? Are, are you missional in, in inviting people in, into the guild or into the church? Maybe, maybe what is, what is evangelism or some of that front door? What does that look like uh, through so, what you're doing in Final Fantasy? We have to be careful with the game's rules, terms of service. Because we cause think about it like if you were going to be a missionary in another country, you would want to respect that country's rules and laws uh, so that you don't get kicked out or arrested or anything because you can't do anything if you're kicked out. So we respect those terms of service. And so we have to be careful in how we communicate stuff. So we use outside means um, to communicate, hey, we're in Final Fantasy, like social media. We use YouTube. We um, use TikTok. We um, promote that way. Because in game, they don't want you 
um, there are certain laws or, or rules around like religious activity and stuff. So we want to respect that because um, they're trying to like keep the griefers out. Right. So um, as far as like the, you have to be careful because there's this risk of people coming into Final Fantasy just to, and this is what they're afraid of, yelling out to everyone, you're going to hell, repent, right? We don't want that. Sure. And so they've got the terms of service in place to protect the community from that. And we want to, you know, uh, abide by that. And so we've got Discord, sure. we've got TikTok, YouTube, and then we have our free company and our uh, that you can find through the community website. Web, Final Fantasy has a community website, so you can go looking for free companies to join. And we've got our info in there. Um, so it's outside to bring in, um, mostly. Very cool. So tell me a little bit. Talk talk to me about the like the. One of the things that I've learned digitally is different platforms, different communities have a different target audience. Um, there are people outside of that audience, but as a general rule, there's a there's a type of person that that's within that that space. Um, wh- what's the what's the target audience? Who's the persona, the the average person that that you're connecting with uh, in the Final Fantasy world slash church? So there's different types of people that play Final Fantasy. There are the people that are just checking it out to see, you know, if if they like it and they'll play very casually. The people that we usually get are the ones who are like in it. They are that is they see Final Fantasy as their community. They're coming there for friendships. They're coming there for that relationship because it's a something that they can't get out in the real world or it's different in the real world. Um and so that is their community. Like, for example, um, there's a certain streamer who is on Twitch that um, she's from the Ukraine and she strange, she had to leave Ukraine. Um, and so the community, the Final Fantasy community watched her life, watched her evacuating. They watched her have to move to another country and get back set up again. And they were with her throughout that whole thing. And there have been like the community hangs out with people. Cause there's like been gamers in Ukraine who have been um, hanging out with their friends online while they're being bombed in their bomb shelter. So this is the type of community that final fantasy is. And these are the types of people that we want to be a part the ones that are there to live right to be a part of that relationship very cool is um and and maybe dj on on your side like how much of lift and shift are you even doing among like final fantasy and and rust is are there different rules in in in, you know you were mentioning terms of services terms of conditions like does it does it change greatly between the two video games as you're looking even at like world of warcraft are you having to reinvent more than replicate like what what is what is the idea of multiplying this out among different worlds what does that look like yeah that's a great uh point that coco made about lift and shift so for Rust, they they are uh, it's, it's known to be more of a toxic environment just because it's a brutal like you know uh kill or be killed type of uh experience a video game and so uh, the the rules don't really apply like they would in Final Fantasy because I think it's just kind of everything goes for the most part. There are some basic things about um, hate, um, and I'm sure that probably could be connected to religious hate depending on how it's expressed. But um, we find we find it to be a lot more relaxed on on the Rust side of things, and so. Um, fundamentally, like when we look at these different communities, and I know this sounds kind of like weird and it's not meant to, but the, the platform tells us what it wants it to be. Like, this is how church should be in here. So for us to, and what we did in early VR church days is try to replicate the church. And really that created a lot of pain points. Um, when we realized that we were supposed to reimagine and not replicate. And so as we learned that lesson through VR Church and really grown by leaps and bounds as a ministry, that trans that mindset was already in place when we came to Final Fantasy, when we came into Rust, where we weren't trying to replicate, we were going to reimagine. And so as we church planted, uh, the, we took 
uh, we looked at it through the eyes of the strengths of the platform. Like uh, Coco was talking about the link shell, uh, the uh, I forgot the guild's uh, name, but the, the fellowships and um, yeah, the you know, the free companies. And so uh, for Rust, it has its own version of things that are attractional to those uh, types of players. And we'll get a lot of like reaction online, like TikTok. People are like, "You have a church in Rust? That's crazy!" And we've had a lot of people come and visit. And what you're you're hearing about kind of like the the bird's eye view of the experience, but really when you get down to the nitty gritty, like, I, and, you know, I just keep it generic because, you know, some of these are like pastoral conversations, but I've seen Coco, you know, one-on-one with people who are part of her community and shepherding them and joining a VC late at night to be with them uh, with whatever they're going through. So that avenue of ministry you know, perhaps there is people that would eye roll at it, but it's opened up unique opportunities for people who might not otherwise have min- been ministered to or who otherwise might not have attended a church. And we've seen that in Rust. A, a guy came in uh, to our experience in Rust and wanted prayer because of um, uh, his wife was going to lose his uh, lose her baby or something was going on with uh, pregnancy complications. Uh, we didn't see him for like eight, nine months. And then he popped in our Discord and he said, guys, baby's doing well. Thank you so much for praying. I remember going into the, the the church and rest and praying. So those examples of like Pastor Coco ministering, the the gentleman who came into our rest church, and many more are, I think if people are adverse to gamer church, if you will, they're really missing out on unique opportunities to connect, to minister, to encourage, where many of these individuals would not have stepped foot um, into a physical church on at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And that's not yeah. anti, anti-physical church Sunday 9 a.m. I think that's that's great, and that can be great for who it is for. But for millions, uh, they're going to be in Final Fantasy. They're going to be in Rust. And there is power there in creating these experiences in churches. And they are churches. They're, it, that's one also, uh, that's one value that we've learned early on is that Church in Rust, Church in Final Fantasy is no different than, you know, the church in the corner here in town. Um, and that mindset really has empowered us to minister where otherwise I think we'd have been limited and not have had the impact uh, and the outreach if we had a limited mindset. But to approach it as this is real, just like anything else, has set the foundation for us as a church here into the future. Yeah. And so because it's a real church, because there's, you know, expectations uh, for, for the spirit to move, because you're because you're trying to create an ecclesiologically stable church, you're following after what the Bible calls us to. Um, you're, you're, and especially in, in gaming environments, you're, you're dealing with a lot of messy situations, I would imagine, Coco. You've got, you know, I'm just even thinking uh, pastoral care, um, you know, mental health issues counseling issues um and even beyond hey my my baby's sick just like you know Mm -hmm. even personal issues that people people are going through you forgive me i'm i'm not i don't spend much time in final fantasy at a personal level but like i said my my daughter does it's Mm -hmm. it's text-based communication in final fantasy right or is it voice yeah it's text it's text so how is it pastorally counseling people, diving into deep issues, getting into the, the mud and the dirt of, of people's lives, all with a keyboard. Like, what, what does that look like? Is that difficult? Is that frustrating? What does that experience look like? Um, the, those kinds of conversations do happen in the chat, but that's more rare. More often, it's in Discord. Okay. So Discord voice, so you're- Discord chat. DMs, uh, direct messages. Talk, um, talk to me a little bit here. Unpack the relationship between uh, the Final Fantasy and Discord. Like, what do you do in Final Fantasy? At what point do you try to connect them to Discord? What do you do in Discord? What does that that process look like? So lately, our p- new people that have been coming in have been coming in through Discord, and then we'll meet in game. Um, that's because they're coming in through Discord, through social media, like we're they're finding out about it some way. Somebody's telling them or they're seeing something. And um, I'm terrible at marketing, so I need to do a better job of asking people how they found out about us that I'm not doing that. <laughs> but um, that, so that's mostly how it happens lately is they're coming in through Discord and then we're meeting in game. Um, and then word of mouth in game. 
uh, will bring more people like, like other, cause it's not just our FC. We've actually started, um, allying with other FCs to free company guild, um, to like do stuff together. So then their FC will come check out the church, um, service sometime. So, and we'll do stuff together. So the discord is where we do our, um, like deep conversations most of the time we get in voice we our church service is we'll meet in the game with our avatars and then i'll have discord voice going where people will just come into the discord voice and listen and then they can either speak or they can type so it's their option of because some people don't want to be on voice and they'll type um but listen uh with uh yeah voice and we just give them the freedom of whatever they're comfortable with and don't try to force them to do something they're not. So, yeah. And then I'll, I'll be honest. Stream on I had Twitch. no idea you. Had, okay. I'm sorry. I had no idea you flipped the 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 book. You flipped the script where where you were rec- recruiting people from Discord. Like, what what are you like? If people search for Final Fantasy on Discord, you're one of the servers that pop up, and, and people get connected to you that way. Um. No, it's through social media, really through. Like, because so we can't, we want to avoid, because we want to avoid, like, promoting ourselves loudly inside the game because we don't want to get banned. So it's outside okay. social media, um, word of mouth. <clears throat> and um, and then sometimes there will be people in Discord joining for a VR church, and then they'll look at the channels and they'll say, oh, I didn't know you played Final Fantasy. And then they'll come join final fantasy if it's something they play so um it's so more you were saying stream. go ahead dj uh, uh, I was about to say there is kind of a network effect there. Like as people come into the VR MMO church experience, they like, oh, these are different ways that you can experience church, whether it's Rust, you know, FF14, you know, VR. So there's kind of like a network effect. And some people have crossed over, you know, I mean, like oh, I was doing VR, but let me go do the let me commit to the MMO church experience and you know, vice versa. And so mm-hmm. there's kind of like this uh, community that's being cultivated. Um, you know, Coco mentioned social media, and I think there's a powerful kind of uh Network network effect there too because of TikTok, YouTube. People are like, "What? There's a church in Final Fantasy?" Like, and so I so I noticed at least in Russ, and I'm not sure if FF14 feels has the same network effect, but um, you know that seed planted early in social media experience will will bear fruit later. Like you'll see people come. Like I heard about this like two months ago. I'm here now. Like so, there's like some time. Uh, between that first interaction to when they start to experience or visit. Um, I know people like yeah. to watch. Um, the Final Fantasy fourteen sermons and discussions, um, if you will, and uh, I just think they find it very unique. And it's a really uh, a very unique service. Like all of them are Rec Room VR Chat. Uh, we you know we spin Alt Space. Uh, Rust is just super unique, and Final Fantasy fourteen is. It's a very beautiful service. You go in, the decorations are just you know immaculate. Um, you know, Coco uh, says no like worship music per se, but there's like an ambiance of music, and so the whole. Um, the whole vibe or the uh, the aesthetics are so just calming and inviting. And then just to go in there with uh, other avatars that, you know, we're all dressed up and who, because Final Fantasy is known for its its wardrobe. That's like one of the major elements of Final Fantasy 14. And so going in there, saving every, everyone dressed up, we grab, we grab a seat. There's creatures because we have pets. They're all running around and Coco's delivering the message. We're doing discussion. Mm-hmm. People are doing emojis, like, you know, pumping their fists, giving thumbs up. You know, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's very unique and special and, and something that should definitely be experienced. Very cool. Is, are, is the spiritual temperature, are, are they spiritually seeking? Are they cold to Christ and, and, and coming in to, to make a joke? Are they uh, already Christian and just wanting to check out this unique thing? Like, who, well, spiritually, how are people when they first come into uh, uh, to Final Fantasy Church? So I have a mix. Um, some of them already Christian and they're just coming in because they're already, they have a life in Final Fantasy. And so why not join a community of uh, Christians in there? So there we do have that. And then we also have Christians who can't find a local church because they're having a really hard time finding a good local church that they can get involved in. And so I actually have people from that um, 
group. And then there are people who were in a long time ago in church, but left. And then they'll come and just listen and hang out and um, not say anything, uh, but they'll listen. And and then we have, um, it's mostly right now Christians. We do have, but they're like Christians who have kind of not been involved in local church. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So we're able to reach people that haven't been able to find a good local churches or that they've kind of like stepped away from those local churches or um, uh, walked away a long time ago <laughs> and are coming to like maybe rediscover. Um, so I'm not really setting a true target audience, except I want to reach the people that think that this is their, they come to final fantasy for community. They come to final fantasy to have relationship. Those are the people, regardless of whether they're Christian or not. Um, those that's what I'm looking for. Now, as I remember, um, y'all have been around 12 months, 18 months. How, how long has final fantasy been open? The, the church we've unofficially since 2020 but um oh wow okay. we officially Long, launched well, did we officially launch last year or the year before i've lost track oh man <laughs> I, my time frames are awful <laughs> um i don't remember it's it's been a cup it's almost two years. i think maybe officially launched in january of last year maybe okay so, I mean, <laughs> uh, you may not have the answer to this yet figured out. <laughs> when I ask this question, most people don't have it figured out. Like, is is the end game to keep them in uh, Final Fantasy Church? Is is the end game to help them get connected into a physical church or to to grow them to VR church, like in, in rec room or something? Like, what's the the long term spiritual development? I get that question My. all the time. And so that's My the biggest question game, people ask. I don't care about whether or not they go to a physical church. What I care about is whether or not they're growing in Christ. So that's my goal, mm. is to get them in a relationship with Christ and get them to know the real Christ and the real God, not the one that they've been shown by hateful Christians that push them away from church in the physical world. But, and I could go on about that, but um, my goal is to help them grow. That's my goal. Yeah, we all can go on about yeah, that. So. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love that. Yeah, Endgame is interesting because uh, we think of, we've kind of been having conversations because there's a lot of evolution happening with here at Memo Church, and one of them is being more genre-based. So, uh, and this is like early conversations. We haven't like, you know, declared or been definitive with this, but like with Rust, you know, uh, there's going to be a shelf life to that at some point, whether it's five years or so, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come, Rust 2 is going to come out. Arc 2 is coming out. So these, yeah. these different survival experiences. So we're thinking about re, I don't know, for lack of better words, rebranding Rust Church into Survival Church because it's a part of the survival genre and Final Fantasy Church into MMOs, you know. MMO. So it's more of a, like the broader term. So we can shift into whatever is new, whatever comes, to, you know, down the line. Um, so there's a kind of an evolving branding or you know, terminology that we're kind of experimenting with. And then also like, what do we do? What's our end goal? Do we, are we, cause yeah, it's a great question. Do we, are we trying to get them into a physical church? Are we trying to get them into VR church? I think what Coco's answer has said, uh, just, you know, hits it on the nail. That's our focus. That's our goal. Um, someone asked me recently about, are you trying to get them into a physical church? And I was like, well, because and I told him earlier, early on in the interview that we view ourselves as a church. I said, "Well, we view ourselves as a church, and if they want to get connected physically, certainly, yeah, let's let me let me help you do that. But that's not necessarily our goal because that's what we are." Yeah, that's, that's as long great. as they're growing, if they are not growing in a physical church, which many don't, um, I'd rather them see them grow. And we have met each other in real life. It's like I've met just recently one of my Final Fantasy people in real life because they were driving through <laughs> um, on their way somewhere else. And so it's we're still able to connect in the real life when we can. But yeah. it's that relationship. Unpack that for me. That's, that's interesting. So video game, digital goes physical. Uh, video game, somebody's driving through, stops by, coffee, lunch, whatever house. Um, wh wh 
was it weird? Was it awkward? Was it like you've known each other forever? Was it different than, than a digital? Yeah. Like, I, I just, I would like to know what that interaction was like. It was weird, but good. It's like, I enjoyed meeting them in person, getting to know them be- better. Because there are things that you talk about in game that you're not going to talk about in real life and vice versa. So just getting to know, um, it was actually two people that came through and um, we met for lunch. And it's like, I've always associated them with their avatar. So mm-hmm. what, you mean you're not a dragon girl in real life? What? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> You look completely different. <laughs> That's right. So it's just that Without weird. Your, your brain associating your, because we, we identify people by how they look, right? Um, I know yeah. DJ by, because his face, that's DJ. Um, and you, by your face, you're Jeff. Um, so whenever, but whenever you're all digital and you only ever see people's avatars, that's how you identify them. And then so making that mental connection is weird in real life. <laughs> It's so good. It's yeah. it's interesting. You know, there there's been several digital ministries. You know, I'm I'm even thinking Jason Poling up at uh, Cornerstone. He's at Cornerstone Yuba City, but they do VR. Like they've they've had a, a physical meetup for the digital church where they where they're a virtual reality church where all uh, people fly over from all over the country, all over the world. They fly into uh, with San Francisco, I guess, and, and to to Jason's physical church to to meet up. And, and so I, I do I love stories when when that goes when that happens. But but it's interesting. There's because you're so comfortable in digital space. Uh, oftentimes, there's some awkwardity. I don't know if that's a word, but some awkwardness uh, in, in that first physical uh, interaction. I've heard that uh, quite a, quite a bit. So very very cool. Um, DJ, tell me, hundred percent not a word. Thank you, Mark. I, I appreciate that. You know, else is not a word. How I pronounce your last name, Mark. Your name <laughs> is not pronounced the way that I say it. I'm just, we're going to just say call that out right now. Um, I also, also true. I have no idea how to pronounce a four letter word that I should be able to say easily. Okay. Hey, so here's the question I wanted to ask. Um, DJ, like, so you've been in these two worlds and I'm not calling you out. You're a very aggressive guy. Um, but you've been in these two worlds for a while. Uh, have you experimented with, with other games? Uh, why are you just in these two? Is it resourcing? Is, is it people? Is yeah. it like, what's, what's been the bottleneck for you to get past the two? Yeah. So, uh, you know, short answer is we're always experimenting, um, since at the, you know, a lot of us are gamers, we're all in and out of all different types of experiences, even if we're just checking it out. We had a very strong, uh, you know, movement towards Black Desert Online early on when we were thinking about MMO Church. Um, and it really, it, I think one of the answers is it does come down to resources and, you know, manpower. Do we have the, the hours during the week to, you know, maintain a ministry? Well, um, do we have, you know, at least some fundamental finances to, you know, uh, establish at least a central experience so that we could support these ministries in VR MMO churches? So, um, unofficially, it goes through like a, a little bit of a curation process. Like, is the platform good? Uh, does it cultivate community? Um, do we have people for it? And so, ideally, when it came down to us for us at VR MMO Church, our community's passion for Rust and then our community's passion for FF14 really was the kind of like deciding factor. Even though we would love to be in Warcraft, um, I think there could be an amazing arc experience with the dinosaurs um, that you could do on a PVE server. I would love to do that. Uh, we were also experimenting with uh, GT, uh, GTA Online, Grand Theft Auto. Would, would have loved to plan a church in uh, Los Santos. Um, and But at the end of the day, we we're limited, so to speak, and not necessarily in a bad way, but just in what's good for us to plant the churches where we did. Um, always keeping yeah. an eye on what's new, what's coming. When New World came out, we we're eyeing that up. Um, you know, just as in a, yeah. a, a just a generic evaluation, like what does this have to offer? Is this any good? Um, and so, I think at our at our core, at, at the heart of our leadership for the elders of your MMO church, we're experimenters, we're gamers, and we like to explore. So we're always looking at stuff. And I think there's a lot of wisdom with the team to know what, what, what our limits are at. And Coco does a good job of kind of counting the, you know, the, how many energy points we have to do something. And so, um, yeah, I think if we had, uh, unlimited, you know, resources, manpower, we would be in three to four, three to five experiences by next month. Um, but uh, we're just taking it one step at a time. No, I, yeah. I totally and get that. 
It's good to focus on one and build the community in there too, because you could spread yourself too thin and then also not do a good job of building the community and the ones that you do have. And something DJ said a very long time ago when I first started meeting with him was if we can't serve two people well, how are we going to serve 20 to 200 people well, right? Um, we need to be able to serve the few that we do have before we start expanding anywhere else. Good call. If this may be too personal a question to ask, um, what, what's the operating budget? Like how much money does it, how much does it cost to run Final Fantasy Church? I mean, you can set aside um, salaries or I don't know how any of that works, but would love some insight. Um, so there's a couple of ways to look at it. And because it's an evolving conversation about finances and VR Church, because at, at one point we were there, we, we had a fairly funding element where we could stipend to a certain degree, like teachers and stuff like that. As things have dived off the cliff, you know, uh, economically, uh, you know, for tech companies, they're cutting back. You can imagine if they're having trouble, the metaverse gamer church is is, is certainly having trouble as well uh, economically. And I'm speaking very generically. So for us, uh, we're really running on uh, like 99% uh, volunteer driven ministry. Um, so there are no costs associated to it, except um, actually people are putting money into it, into it. So, you know, like Coco, I'm assuming you're, you're paying for your, obviously you're paying for your subscription, subscription. to, you know, that's something that, you know, one day the church hopes to, you know, cover as she's the pastor of of, of the experience. So, um, well, as it looks, I probably had a different answer for you last year. This year, uh, VRMMO Church is going to be a, a volunteer-driven ministry. Um, so, when it comes to how much is it going to, if a leader was going to ask me, how much is it going to cost to plan a church in this gaming thing we're going to do? Our answer would be nothing. Just go do it. Um, but I, I know maybe sometimes churches want a line item behind that. So. But that's not something mm -hmm. that I think we would get because we're we've even kind of dialed in our ministry to be volunteer driven, which I think is very unique. Uh, could be better, could be for worse. It's just what it is at the moment. So, yeah, there's there's certainly opportunities to go. You know, we we talk a lot about bivocational ministry, uh, where you've got somebody who's got a nine to five job and and ministries on the side. They're not they're not getting a, a salary from it. That. That actually is is a growing trend uh, that we're seeing, especially among new churches and new church planters. Where the idea—I mean, listen—we're at a borderline recession. There, there's economy's about to crash. Artificial intelligence is everybody wigging out. Um, you know what the 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 economy, the the business models of tomorrow. Um, you know, donor-based churches are 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 going to struggle. Uh, and so even there's even conversations among church leaders on, on how to become multi-stream. And so the more that multi-stream of, of incomes. And so the more that churches can, can start to move towards a bivocational, towards a volunteer driven model, um, that is going to be so much more effective and so much more. I mean, money's not the lid. Um, in, in, in many ways, money becomes the lid. But if, as you're able to cast vision and recruit more leaders, to expand more. Like, I love what you're doing. To me, that's the most encouraging thing that I've heard is, yeah, we can do this and we're doing this with, with volunteers. We're casting vision and getting them to, to buy into it. And, and so that's, I would rather if you had said that, then yeah, we've got like a $2 million budget. That would be discouraging. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I know that's uh, hard, thinking, but um, you know, we're doing it. Yeah, no, it is. It is hard. And we've had, we've had a lot of tough conversations um, all around that. And um, I think we're really proud of the team of, for where we're at right now because we've created a sustainable rhythm for uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, whereas before, it was really reliant on particular like outcomes and, and monetary giving. But now that it's dialed in in a certain way, it, the VR MMO Church will never go away. Uh, you know, it won't close down because of funding. It would always exist. Um, and so I think that's super unique. I don't. I don't necessarily. I think there's a part of it that's uncomfortable because you you do want like some good funding, but like you said, the, the recession giving is down. Um, if a tech companies are having a problem and they're for profit, can you imagine what nonprofits are going through? Can you imagine what non nonprofits are going through? I'm talking about us over here at the bottom end of the pool. Where, <laughs> you know, we're gamer church, metaverse church. It's not like people are lining up to you know, you know, the denominations aren't lining up to give, right? So, um, so I think it's hard, and but I also think it's beautiful. So it's both. It's uh, bittersweet. 
Awesome. And we've had to make well, that acknowledgement that we're going to have to get our income somehow, some other way. Like, yeah, I saw your stream on co-vocation versus bivocational with, I don't remember who it was you were talking to, Jeff, but um, yeah. I saw that one. <laughs> and it's like got me thinking about this. Yeah, we're going to have to accept that this is this is not a staff driven thing. We're going to have to work outside of the church to get our money. Yeah. Yeah. There's and and that's that's a cold reality that e- even like successful large churches are wrestling with at, at this point. Um, the 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 ministry model for funding is changing right before our eyes, and and, and the ones mm-hmm. that that can adapt towards it, um, and, and and how that works. And, and but the other the other aspect of bivocational is how to be really in in DCN like my nonprofit, uh, the the church planting organization is is. I mean, we got a, I'll just be blunt right here. We got a $20,000 grant last year. Um, and then we had donor giving, which was uh, helpful, but it was minimal in the grand scheme of things. And, and so like, we're not, we're not rolling in cash by any stretch. As a matter of fact, I probably have five jobs that pay for the ministry of the church digital, and digital church network and my house and everything. Like I'm paying a lot out of my, my pocket. But how to be successful in bivocational, as I talked with planters and pastors who, who are successful in bivocational, it's, it's not slowed down. It's recruit more leaders and, and disperse more and break out more and release more responsibility. Uh, and so that, that really has been the challenge for us as we're running DCN is not, you know, there's not, there are seasons where I feel like, oh, Jeff just needs to work harder. Yeah, let me go ahead and put in that 80 hour week. Uh, but that's not, that's not sustainable. That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and instead it's been, okay, maybe we need to slow down, but maybe I need to recruit some people, cast vision, train them and, and release them. And so for me, uh, I just, cause I, I just, I love being aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's been how, how can I recruit and train and develop, uh, apprentice people to, to release that? Uh, man, this has been a good, mm-hmm. great conversation. Encouraged but, but what I'm seeing, hey, DJ, I want to, I want to ask one question. And this is this is weird. So let, let me let me set it up. Um, it in my in my re- and actually this isn't even me. This came out of Sprout Digital. I think you talked with them, uh, Jared, uh, Jared and Ann Roth. They're a research company talking to digital churches uh, and, and virtual reality churches. One of the one of the few, although it's increasing, really research reports coming out on what's happening in, in digital only church and, and metaverse church. Uh, and according to them, they came up with five different categories of, of digital churches, um, social media churches, influencer churches, virtual reality churches, metaverse churches, uh, combined kind of there. Um, they did um, gamer church is a new category that just came in. And then the fifth would be a physical church doing digital ministry. So what I'm saying is that they separated VR and gamer church into two separate categories. It's interesting. Like this has been actually a, a source of contention um, recently as we've delved more into gamer churches and, and working more with virtual reality churches where there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of differences. Um, and, and I just, I just wanted to ask the guy that literally is doing a church that is across these two categories. Like, do you see them more as similar? Do you see them? Oh yeah. 100%. Like, talk to me a little bit. Um, actually all four, four of the categories are, are all the one same. You talk about influencer, social media, VR gaming. You could put all that into one. Cause that's essentially what we do if we're, uh, I don't want to use the word if we're doing it well, but. That's a great model. If we're let's just use that language, not disparate, not being disrespectful to anybody else, but to do it well would to be an influencer um, on social media who's doing the, and then mm-hmm. you can combine those gamer and VR because those are essentially yeah. the same. Like when you look at Altspace or VR chat, it's basically a game. It's like, uh, let's take VR chat that's on Steam, that, that's considered a game you download, but we it's a VR social ex- uh, experience that you could call a metaverse. So those two categories, I think, are, are one. And then as a ministry, we're doing the social media and the influencing, and that's a powerful kind of effect. So to me, it's all one and the same, at least for us and how we express it. It's all one and the same. Um, I wouldn't have separated those, but that's just me, my perspective. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I was I was having a conversations with a, a global missions organization. We were talking about this, and um, he he was he was very no 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 it's one. I was like no 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 it's two, and and, and so it was, it was interesting. And and it's all it's all new. It's, it was funny. They just came out with a report. Well, it was like November of last year. Like gaming, gamer gamer church was not on the radar of of, really? of anybody <laughs> you know, of, of this research in twenty one. Like it, it didn't it didn't even make the report. And and wow. they they released an updated on on a, it was more discipleship in twenty two what avenues talking discipleship, and that's when they're like hey we've discovered this fourth category that's gamers, and uh, it, which really kind of brought this opportunity of explosion of of awareness of, of what's going on in, in gamer churches and what what Mark and Bubba and and Jade and and all these guys are are, are working on and cha- and you and what you're championing even in your worlds even in these these specific games like it's. It's encouraging yeah. to me because as a general rule, we reach different people by doing these different things. And, and so seeing the success exactly. and, exactly. and um, I keep wanting to say Black Desert. You guys need to launch into Black Desert. I, I just, I'm, I'm probably Desert. flying over Maybe that's Get into Black yeah, Desert. Yeah. That's your sixth yeah. job, Jeff, is Black Desert. <laughs> Actually, now that you described it that way, like, like, so let's say for us in the metaverse, deep in, deep, let's just say we're deep in Web3, deep in the metaverse. Those are all the same. But I think now you, when I hear you talking about it, it makes a, a, a really good point when you're communicating, let's say to the older generation, to the older church leadership, I think perhaps using the t- term gamer church as a distinctive could be helpful. And yeah. maybe like you said, bringing awareness, connecting them with the vision that there is people in their church ripe to, to start these ministries and Minecraft, Roblox, Rec Room, all those types of things. So at first I was like, no, they're all the same. That doesn't make sense to me. But now I go, <laughs> okay, I can see how at a communicative level for those that were not birthed in this, like you think of our, our current church leaders, with all respect, they were birthed from seminaries who were void of any of this, any of this topic. Like Jesus Gamers in the Church, yep. I look at this title here. That was not a class that they took in seminary, right? It might be, I guarantee, in the, in, the, in the near future. So they've either had, either had to evolve or grow into it. So I think that that language could be helpful, even though at first I was like, oh, I don't know about that. So, yeah, yeah, I long for the day when church can just be church, and we don't have to call out physical, digital, micro metaverse exactly. gaming um, when, great, when we're all vision. accepted and, and we're all working towards a great commission that will be a great day um, yeah. and, until then exactly. we have to have these labels to educate and, and yeah. so that's that's my my hope through it and, and so hey listen this has been a great podcast Co- uh, pastor coco uh pastor dj soto the bishop of, of the metaverse uh thanks for jumping on, on this podcast and, and this this live stream and joining in uh we're going to be doing this next week thursday 3 p.m eastern for the love of all that's within me i cannot remember who's going to be on next week um I, you know what i think i think we're digging into mental health and gaming and church uh, we're, we're bringing in um, the American Association of Christian Counselors coming in and we're, we're talking about how to deal with neurodivergent issues in, in gaming oh, and, 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 and in good. Discord and in digital communities. And so really, we're, listen, we're, dig- we're digging into the deep end next week. It's going to be a great podcast, great stream. We're looking forward to being a part of it, but we're going to land the plane. Uh, for Pastor Coco, for Pastor DJ, uh, my name is Jeff with the Church Digital, Digital Church Network. Thanks for jumping on the stream here. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good day.